Hi, my name is Catherine. Some people call me Cat. Some people call me Wren. Doesn't really matter to me. I just kind of go with the flow with whatever anyone wants to call me. I do like Wren, but um, I really hate, I guess, bragging about myself, if you want to call it that, or just really talking about myself. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a whole psychology behind that. Um, we don't have to get into that, but I am an attorney. I'm licensed in California and Louisiana. Um, I teach summer courses, um, gosh, legal skills and analysis to students who are about to start law school. Um, I work as an attorney here in Los Angeles, and I am also a media attorney an investigative producer for a local news network in Baton Rouge. Um, don't have a lot of spare time, and the spare time I do have, I try to spend with my friends and loved ones, uh, and also just to recuperate because I'm using my brain a lot. When you're an attorney, you really have to think for other people as I think the polite way of saying that, but I do, I have to think through problems for people that aren't my problems, but are their problems and their real problems. Uh, and I value all of my clients and individuals who just believe that I can help solve their problems. But, you know, I'm 29 years young, but I've lived a pretty, um, fulfilling life, I guess you could say. Excuse my background. I'm sorry about that, but I just wanted to, this to be like a, a chill thing. Um, yeah, I, you know, I grew up with not the best um, family background and I had to learn how to survive on my own with not a lot of guidance from parental figures, or just adults in general. And I made plenty of mistakes. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, I had a lot of maturing to do on my own. Um, you know, just watching adults behave poorly and always trying to balance acting that way or you know, acting in the way that I thought was right or, you know, the more enlightened path, if you will. So I have a lot of friends and they always value my opinions. They always say, oh, there's no way that you're 29 years old. You just, you're so insightful. And these are their words, not mine. Um, I get asked a lot if like, I'm sure I'm the age I'm, I am, which I think my birth certificate's right. I'll be 30 next year, but I've kind of dabbled in writing my thoughts out into a book. And I don't know, for me, I feel like my thoughts are better articulated through spoken word and preferably in conversations. So kind of what I'm trying to do, I guess, with this, maybe turn it into some kind of 
podcast situation. I have a little camera, well, the camera and the microphone doohickey and trying to learn how to work it. Um, Charlie might have a few things to say. That's my cat. But I'm going to try to use this platform to go over what was going to be a book. And it might eventually still be a book, but I just think that this is a good place to start the conversations that I've been having with my friends and maybe to share it just with you, the world, whoever wants to listen about, you know, maybe my perspective on life, but it's kind of just been a collective perspective. You know, I've taken tidbits from people who I've found inspiring, who have gone above and beyond for me in so many different ways. And I really can't thank them enough because without them, I would not be the person that I am. Um, so even authors that I wrote, like read about when I was a kid, they are a large part the reason that I didn't go down some dark hole, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of talk about that. But essentially what I'm doing is creating this dialogue or this piece to talk about the virtue of patience. And I picked patience because... I have a lot of anxiety and I notice that a lot of people my age, maybe even younger, a bit older, we suffer with anxiety. And for me, at least, I believe that the biggest contender of why I have so much anxiety all the time is because I'm not patient enough with myself. Um, I tend to overthink and I tend to think too far ahead. Uh, I try to anticipate and strategize things before they actually happen. And that's kind of just a defensive mechanism from when I was a kid. I always had to anticipate when things were going to happen and how I should react to them so that I would not react the wrong way and potentially cause an already tenacious situation to become even worse. But as I'm an adult and becoming more of an adult every day, uh, I, I keep reminding myself that I'm cultivating a life that I'm creating, that I have a safe environment where I don't have to strategize all the time. I could strategize in my attorney role because that's what I'm expected to do and that's what I should do as a good attorney, but I don't have to do that in my everyday life with relationships, friendships, family members, whatever it is, because when you do that, you're it, that's mentally exhausting to have to constantly be thinking forward about everything that's going on. Um, you should really only need it for work, honestly, because it is work. It's work that you should be getting paid for, and you're not getting paid for that in your personal life, unless you are some trust fund person and you know, kudos to you. I wish I was a trust fund person. Um, I would probably not be creating this content if so. Um, so 
kind of going into the virtue of patience. I was a well, I was a political science major in undergrad at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, and I took quite a bit of philosophy courses because philosophy actually is what sparked my desire, my interest in going into law. Um, I've always been a deep thinker, very critical of our everyday life, and I don't know, I just, I really enjoyed the philosophy professor at UL. Um, he was quite something, but I took the class, Nick McKeon Ethics, and it was written by Aristotle. I don't remember the interpretation we use. I probably have it somewhere in my library. Maybe I'll pull it out one of these days, but we talked about the different virtues of the soul and the intellect. And one virtue that I noticed wasn't there um, is patience. And you constantly hear this phrase, the virtue of patience. But at least in my light research, there's probably something out there. I haven't really seen anyone talk about what that virtue actually looks like or question patience. We kind of just take it at a surface level of this is patience. This is what it is. Good luck. Kind of is kind of just my take on, you know, what happens when someone says, oh, you should be more patient. But how do we do that? Who guides us to be that way? Who, who is the all being person who's like, this is what patience is. Um, and so I think I try to dive into that and I was trying to dive into that in this book I was writing. So, you know, I'm going to break it down into a few different sections, but I kind of wanted to go into a little bit more of my background and, you know, why I think this might be important in the long run. But um, as I had mentioned before, I, I grew up with a very traumatic childhood and I can imagine there are millions people who have probably experienced much worse than me but you know I um it was pretty rough um I'm not gonna lie and growing up in that environment without any guidance when you have parents doing drugs when you have parents who are homosexual um when you have parents being abused by another parent one you yourself are being sexually abused and you're watching your siblings being sexually abused and you know you're being physically abused verbally abused the list goes on and on um and you can't tell anyone because you're terrified of the consequences of that just because they've instilled fear in you and you're a person of your words so you believe somebody when they say they'll do something but in reality not many people stick with their words um, and that's a lifelong lesson that I'm still learning to this day because I always try to stick to my word um, but for me literature was the cure to my grim life growing up um, I would crave reading 
that's all I wanted to do was to open a book and escape my reality. It was, it was not a fun place to be in reality when I was growing up as a kid. Um, you know, I would open Wings by Aperlin Pike and I'd get to be a fairy alongside Laurel in Avalon pining over Tammany but being with David for whatever reason or I'd go to Hogwarts with Hermione um, or I'd you know I'd contemplate Katniss's selflessness in sacrificing herself for her sister but then in the grand scheme of things it not really mattering because her sister died anyway because of the path that Katniss created and I'm not sure if I would have become the person I became without first diving into literature the way that I did. I mean, I, I think I read a new book every week. Me and my sister, we shared rooms in a multitude of the houses that we moved into when we were kids. We moved around a lot. Um, and we'd always just be sitting in our beds reading books. Um, she loved to read about just as much as I did, but I don't know, at least for me, reading about these stories and seeing female, young females overcoming such big obstacles really, really put things in perspective for me and inspired me to just be a better person and to get out of the situation that I was in with my life. I didn't want that to be my identifier. I didn't want this horrible life that my parents had created because they just weren't ready to have kids when they had them, I think. And that was just a parent growing up. And I knew that I needed to create a meaningful life but no one was gonna show me how to do it, is the thing. I had to figure it out for myself. Um, and I know for some of you, I like graduating high school, graduating college, law school, masters of laws at UCLA, like maybe that doesn't seem like a huge thing to you, but for me, coming from where I came from, um, those are very, very significant milestones in my life and schooling books that was all that mattered to me and that was the only thing that could keep me stable because my childhood my home life was anything but stable so I excelled in school I you know I was always on honor roll banner roll whatever because you got rewarded instantly for just being smart and doing well in school and I loved it. I loved the fact that I could do well in school and get rewarded for it. Even in sports with cheerleading, I practiced all the time. And it was nice to practice because I didn't have to worry about my family or any of the bad things going on in my life. I could just go outside, practice, stretch for 60 minutes, do my cheers and chants, memorize everything, and then, you know, there I was. And I just had that hyper-focus 
so I didn't have to worry about anything else. And I don't know, I've always been um, very passionate person. Even when I was a kid, I was extremely passionate. Um, if something ticks me off, you'll know about it. I think everybody will know about it. Uh, I have a hard time keeping that inside of me because I don't know for me the fire is just too hot and I have to let it out or else I'll combust or blow up and I don't think anybody really wants that um so that's kind of the foundation of me and I was thinking about writing a book about just my childhood my personal life but I was really wants to read that who wants to you know hear about a four-year-old um, upset because her father was leaving to go to another state um, after coming out about being gay and what did that what was the ripple effect of that I mean that could be interesting but I don't know I'm a bit more theoretical and I don't necessarily want this to be so much about me but like the larger picture perspective of this is happening to everyone not that situation but bad things are happening to everybody people aren't getting nurtured the way that they need to be nurtured so that they can tackle these issues of anxiety and depression and you know all of the other <laughs> mental health issues we're facing but for me I think that talking about patience is very comforting I don't know for me patience is what a parent is a parent is patient and if you didn't grow up with that you yourself do not know how to be patient or how to fulfill the virtue of patience now I'm not sitting here saying I'm an expert on patience because I am not I have been told by many people young and old that I'm I am a very patient person um I tend to be very patient with others I don't know for me I can kind of gauge when a situation deserves energy or when it doesn't and I feel as though you shouldn't always Put your energy t into a conversation or an argument unless there's going to be some means to an end so if someone brings up some inconsequential topic that i could care less about but their opinion isn't logical doesn't really make any sense but it's very personal and innate to them i'm not going to argue with them i'm not like to me that just seems like such a waste of energy and time um you know one of the biggest things that we can't ever get back is time actually i think it is the biggest thing we can never get back time so that time you spent arguing about some frivolous thing could have been used for something else something better maybe cultivating a deeper understanding of why that person thinks the way they think did you ever think about that? You know, I I just think that patience 
patience is all around us all the time and you have to pick when it is appropriate to be patient. Sure, we can all just let our anger and anxiety, you know, get the best of us and take over our entire existence. But then you can't decide when you want to be patient because you're going to just let it happen when it happens. And for me, kind of going back to patience being a parent, parents can't do that, especially with small children. You know, they have to always be aware of their emotions and how that will interact with the mind of a child that is forming and developing. And I do think for a lot of us, you know, we don't all have fully developed brains yet. I don't even think I have a fully developed brain yet. I don't know. I think there was a new study out there saying that you're not fully developed till you're 35. Who knows? But with that being said, I don't know. I This might be a little sidetracked, but growing up in the South, I find that a lot of the times adults put the onus on children to have full comprehension of adult matters. I'm sorry, but a 16-year-old is not going to know what's right or wrong in a situation. They might have ideas, but if they can't base it on religion, on a book they're reading, on moral philosophy, on your actions yourself as a parent that they can follow or just good teachers they have no basis for making a good decision and us as a collective society need to remember this and be present for young people for developing people that they don't know all the answers right away hell I don't even know all the answers right away I'm still learning I'm still trying I'm still developing and I try to make the right decisions. I've made plenty of wrong decisions. Um, I've probably made tons of people upset with me in the past, but you know, I was I was younger. I was juggling, like taking care of my family, working, going to school full time, volunteering at places. I was just trying to do the best I could. I had a boyfriend or. You know, I had all of these things. I wasn't necessarily contemplating all of my actions all at once in every scenario. And it's because I was 16, 17, 18, maybe even 20. I, I didn't have life figured out then. And it's a lot to, it's a lot for 50, 60 year olds to think that someone who's a teenager or early 20s is an adult and has it all figured out. They don't. They haven't we haven't lived life to the extent of being an adult, like paying bills, having responsibilities. I mean, my situation's a bit different cuz I did, but not to the extent of being completely on my own. You know, I had the buffer of my mother and my grandmother kind of to kind of, you know, help we were all helping each other essentially 
from the shitty situation we're in. Um, but there was like no structure. It was chaos growing up as a kid. And I'm, I imagine a lot of people grew up in a similar situation to that. Um, so, you know, for those who had that and had no structure, I'm sorry. And I hope that you're finding it for yourself and whatever works for you, therapy, your career, gardening, whatever it is. But for me, it was reading books and reflecting on the person I wanted to become. Um, I just knew deep down I didn't want to be like any of the adults in my life. I wanted to be the exact opposite of them. And I've worked very hard to do that. Um, I do have to commend my mom, though. She has really developed and grown as a person but that was through very hard conversations that her and I had about my childhood and you know her never making me or my sister my brother probably feel safe um the decisions she made really impacted our life when it, the same goes for my father the decisions he made really impacted my life as well um, so kind of going back to what all of this is for, I'm just going to go over my reflections, um, on really like real life advice. If you find yourself with parents, authority figures who are kind of leading you down a chaotic path. I want this place to help you understand your own patience and maybe try to cultivate patience within that person as well. Um, I just think that we as a society have grown to be, I want this right now. I need this right now. If I don't have this right now, I'm going to freak out I'm going to cause madness and chaos because I'm upset that I didn't get exactly what I wanted and patience I don't know to me it's kind of like you know how they say when you sleep more your neuro your neurons in your brain get more rest or they're more relaxed so you can think better, you're more cognitive. To me, that's what the virtue of patience is. Patience is that rest that we get, and it allows us to think more clearly about a situation. So I want you to be able to maybe come to this YouTube channel or podcast and Think about your everyday life and how you could be a bit more patient in the day or how you can inspire someone else to be more patient. Um, I'm going to go over topics like family, specifically moms, dads, relationships in general, boyfriends, girlfriends, friends. Um, acquaintances, 
And then I wanted to go over work life, your bosses, your own career decisions, who you want to be in your career. Um, you know, this might be helpful for some attorneys, but it may not be helpful for any attorneys. Who knows? Um, and then I kind of wanted to go over, like, education. You know, how, how can you be more patient in school? How can you use education as a guidepost to really discover who you are as a person or what you want to do in life? And then, I don't know, I kind of have a final section that's just a little bit of, well, I didn't cover this, so let's cover it now. And maybe that can just be a section where if you have any comments or questions or ideas, uh, I can talk about them there. So um, I keep throwing around these words, virtue and patience and all of these things. Well, I wouldn't be a true philosopher if I didn't bring up some definitions. And, you know, these are kind of my take on the words, not necessarily like the Webster's dictionary definition. Um, so virtue for me represents good human characteristics and good human characteristics are those characteristics that positively affect yourself and others so as to manifest a chain reaction. Virtue inspires others to act in a similar way. Virtue isn't the standard. Oh, my cat is behind me. Hi. Say hi, Charlie. <laughs> but it's felt. So for me, virtue is more of a, a feeling. It's not necessarily some science-backed definition or understanding. Sorry, my, my cat. He likes to cuddle with me when I'm on the computer. <laughs> um, so I gave this example. It's like watching a neighbor fix your bed frame because they know that you can't do it on your own. The neighbor is demonstrating the virtues of kindness, patience, generosity, and congeniality. Where do we learn virtue is something I want to talk about. Um, some... Charlie, stop that. Uh, okay. Charlie, stop. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, some say from habits, others from nurturing. And I'm referring to Aristotle in that. And a little bit of Socrates. Um, I think he did talk about it in Politics. I think that was the name of his book. Um... For, for me and my, my purposes of virtue, you have to want to have virtue in order to say that you have virtue. So, again, going back to just childhood and that type of thinking, um, if you don't have any authority figures in your life who can show you what virtue is, or you don't feel that they're showing you what virtue is, you don't know what examples to go back on to or, you know, where to draw these conclusions about what virtue is. Um, you'll have to seek them out yourself. Uh, 
you know, and what that is, there's no, there could be a right or wrong answer. For me, the right answer is virtue encompasses actions that lead to positivity, as I had said before. So I don't know if you believe in karma, but for me, that's always been my guidepost of, okay, what goes around comes back around. And I think that's completely true. Um, some of these guys in my life, I thought they would be gone, but they come back out of the woodworks as it seems to be. And, you know, though this is an example with guys and partners, it's kind of true of like the metaphysical world, I believe, of, you know, what goes around comes back around because they come back married, single, potentially divorced. But that is neither here nor there. Um, so patience. I kind of talked about this of like sleeping and it refreshes your neurons, helps you with cognitive thinking. But I think patience seems to be the ability to wait, contemplate what the correct course of action should be. Like, I think that's kind of in line with what, what, with what I have been saying these past 30 minutes. Um, there are a lot of nuances in deciding what the correct course of action should be because, you know, everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's environments are different. But what should be the standard is that patience requires thought. Patience is not brute. It's not quick. It takes time. It might take a week, a day, or a lifetime. It's understanding that others don't always feel the way you expect them to feel. Say hi, Charlie. Um, patience is understanding how another person feels based on your actions. And it requires you to be aware of yourself and how you affect others. You need to take responsibility for your actions and attempt to help those around you. So I think patience and empathy kind of go hand in hand. I think empathetic people are some of the most patient people I've ever met. Um, because they tend to just put themselves in other people's shoes. And that takes a lot of patience to be able to do that. And just a lot of mental energy and emotional energy. Um, so, you know, I think we can learn a lot from empaths and what they think and how they feel in regards to our discovery of the definition of patience. Um, for me, I like I said before, patience is lost in our world of instant gratification um we live in this world where if you don't get something right away it's like it's the end of the world and trust me i am no exception to the rule i have my anxieties about certain things and if i don't get an answer i want right away or a text back right away or something like that um i tend to I don't know, expand on things in my mind more so than they need to be expanded on, um, I think is the extent of that. But, you know, I do have to, I do try to consider that about myself and I 
tried to communicate that with others so that they know that I'm an anxious person in that respect and you know don't take it personally please it's just I'm an anxious lover an anxious friend anxious just in general um and I try to control it or I try to at least like have it affect the least amount of people um because I don't want to create any sort of backlash I don't want to terrorize somebody because of my anxiety and my need for something instantly um and I hope that other people can learn to be like that as well just you know I think it's just super unfair to the person who is on the back end of that. Um, so I think just, I guess, closing off, because I was not expecting to talk this long on my first podcast, but I think the world could use more patience in all aspects of our lives. So what will be the next, ow, ow, Charlie, <laughs> the next segment, I guess, in this series, or if it even turns into that, is going to be family, relationships, friends, lovers, maybe even some pets, you know, he's, he's, he's just, he doesn't like that I'm distracted and not paying attention to him. And what I'm going to do is just bring up some stories, anecdotes, reflections. Sorry, I rolled my eyes. He was being bad. That I encountered in my young life. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll have some guest speakers. Um, and it's just supposed to act as a guide for you if you don't have any examples to fall to. Charlie, you don't stop. I'm trying to enlighten the masses and you just want me to play with you um, and just you know help you raise questions reflect on your own actions and things of that nature and I just hope it's helpful that's all I hope uh, that's all I could ask for with any of this um, we have more sections to go on into like work environment um, education, as I talked about before. Oh, yeah. The final section is just patience within yourself. And whatever you guys want to bring up, if you want to bring anything up. I hope you enjoyed this. I feel like I was a little all over the place, but I was also trying to stick with some sort of a roadmap because, you know, I'm an attorney and that's what we do, kind of. Um, so if you like what I'm saying, think you want to hear more, subscribe, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really good at any of this technology stuff. I guess that's why it's taken me this long to even consider doing this. But I hope you enjoy. I hope you liked seeing Charlie. You'll probably see more of him. Uh, and let me know your thoughts. All right. Bye.